Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode. So I just wanted to let y'all know <clears throat> this episode is it's gonna be touchy just like the last few have been. Um well first I wanna say people have been asking for merch. I don't know, like I don't know about that because the closer I get to 100,000 streams, even though I don't have 100,000 followers, can y'all please follow me? Uh, <laughs> the closer I get to all these, I have all these streams and I have all these listens, but y'all don't follow me. Like what the heck is going on? But the closer I get to big numbers, you know, I have people like, oh, come out with merch. You should come out with merch. Well, what merch I'm going to come out with? Like if y'all really want this, y'all got to let me know. Y'all got to let me know. Get on the Instagram, comment. Let me know if you want T-shirts, crop tops. You want sweatpants. Do y'all want yeah, Do y'all want to have a quote on it? Do y'all just want the logo? Do y'all just want it to say a black girl's 20s? Like, what y'all wanted to say? Y'all want hats? I probably ain't going to do coffee mugs because that's just boring to me. But I can, do, I can do the merch if y'all really do want it. But... This episode is going to be about the family house, okay? Because, it, and it might have to be split up into two different episodes and two two parts because this, the parents' house, need to be talked about. And I mean, like, even the energy of the house is enough to make you want to leave, Im- like, immediately. As soon as you get there, make you want to just back out the driveway and leave. Like, let's really talk about it. And the parents make us feel like shit as kids. And when we grow up, it's like it never happened. Do y'all have do y'all have parents like that? And and family members that shit that happened when you was a child, they act like it just disappeared and it just it, it never existed. What is that? And it's not just my family, like it's other people's families do that too. I've literally watched and they're like, oh, I suffered so much as a child and I worked like a slave. I have literally heard other people be like, I've worked as a slave for my family. And I'm the only one who cleaned up and I'm the only one who did laundry. And I'm always doing dishes and sweeping the floor and mopping the floor. And nobody did anything. And they're like, that's not true. Uh, and she's like, mama, it is true. Cause you were never at home. You was always at work. So how do you know? You know, it is, this is true. And when you came home, you was this way to us and you was that way to us. And Used to beat the hell out of us and stuff, and they like, oh, that never happened. What? Yes, the fuck it did. What are you talking? How you gonna tell me? I watched you, and this is be, this be other people, and I don't got bits and pieces of this from my aunts and stories that I've heard from my cousins and stuff. I've heard that. <clears throat> Excuse me, y'all. But the verbal abuse and the mental abuse and the physical abuse, and you have to deal with it. You just have to deal with it. And they wonder why we don't want to be bothered as adults. They wonder why we never want to be there as adults. You see, nobody want to go, like really, nobody wants to go back to somewhere that they desperately wanted to leave all the time somebody they some somebody yep somebody too somebody that they desperately wanted to leave because i didn't even mean to say that y'all so somebody probably needed to hear that nobody want to go back to somebody or somewhere that they desperately wanted to leave all the time every time you leave the house you trying to stay out as long as you can and go anywhere but home literally you want to be anywhere else except for at your house you want to be over your friend's house. 
you'll stay at school extra long because you don't want to go home. You'll go over to your cousin them house. You'll go do this. You'll go do that. Anybody ask you to do something, you going because you want to get the fuck out that house. There's been times where I would leave, and this is not my mother's home. I'm not talking about my mama house. There's been times where I would leave and I would just be gone. Like I probably left at six o'clock in the morning and I probably wouldn't come back until six o'clock the next morning. Or I wouldn't come back until two o'clock in the morning or something like that. I might leave. And some days I might leave real early. I might leave at eight or nine o'clock in the morning. I wouldn't be back till 10 or 11 at night because I didn't want to be bothered. I didn't want to be a part of the stuff that went on. Things be happening that make you feel uncomfortable. And they wonder why you locked up in your room all the time. Oh, you always in that room. You always in that room. And I seen a meme and it was like, yeah, if that Wi-Fi go out, you know, you're going to see people that you ain't never seen before come out their room. You're going to see zombies raise up from the dead. Yeah, that's true. Because there's people who live there. It's like people who live there who you don't even know who, you don't even know they live there. They going to come out and figure out what's going on with that Wi-Fi. Yeah, I was one of those people because... I never wanted to be in the mix of things because there was always a possibility that a conversation going to come up that's going to make me feel uncomfortable or there's always going to be something said or something done that's going to put me in a position where I'm uncomfortable and I don't like that. And, and then when you have to live somewhere, you don't have nowhere to go. You have to be there. You don't want to be uncomfortable. So for me to avoid all that, I stay in my room and I stay away from everybody. Because once I feel a type of way about something, I feel that way for a while. And I feel like I need to leave and figure out how I need to leave. So just to avoid all that, we stay in the room. Parents need to understand that they make their kids feel like, first of all, they make their kids feel like they're a bother. That's number one. And number two, they make... Their children, they make the environment uncomfortable. They make the environment stressful and tension very, very thick. The air is very thick being around them when you're abusive in those different types of ways. And maybe to you, it might not be abusive. Just because it don't hurt your feelings don't mean that it won't hurt somebody else's feelings. Or just because you don't feel like it was a big deal for you to talk about that or for you to say whatever it is that you said don't mean that it's not a big deal to somebody else. And then you have that issue where you feel like you grown, you the adult, you don't have to apologize or you don't have to be held accountable for your actions. When are we going to stop doing that? When are we going to stop doing that? Because our parents, if you have older parents like me, my mama had me when she was 34 and my daddy was like in his late forties. Like I, I got older parents and they come from that generation where People say, they, they, they parents will say stuff and you're supposed to just do it. You're supposed to just take it and do it. Now, I do still believe that. Since I was raised by them, I do believe that you're supposed to take it and do it. But I don't believe that you're not allowed to have an opinion and you're not allowed to question whatever it is somebody is telling you to do. That I don't believe because it will make more sense for you to explain before you tell somebody to do something or you tell somebody to do something and explain it. Oh, do this. You need to do it just because I said, well, it don't make sense to me. So why would I do it? Well, now you getting slapped across your head because you was talking back. How is that talking back? Because I asked the question. How is it talking back that I don't understand? 
we have to stop we have to stop doing that because that's creating not being able to communicate effectively and not being able to apologize and not being able to open up a back and forth line of communication because i seen a post i had posted it on my instagram of this lady uh i don't know her name she's some instagram girl and she was like she told her daughter her and her daughter had a conversation she said something to her and her daughter was like well mom that really offended me why would you say something like that and she was like well girl i'm sorry get out my face like okay whatever i'm sorry it wasn't a big deal to her but it was a big deal to her daughter her daughter like well mama how come when it's time for you to apologize you always dismiss me and want me to get away from you just say that you're sorry why can't you just calm down and just say you know what i'm sorry i didn't even mean to say that or you know what the way that i said that i see how that could have been offensive you know i apologize and then you just move on why can't we just apologize acknowledge that we was wrong and move on instead of getting embarrassed because you did something that was wrong or somebody called you out on being incorrect in the way that you did something instead of being embarrassed and getting mad because you don't want to be held accountable just be held accountable and don't do it again and that's how we move on that's how you earn respect from people have you noticed that that's how you earn respect you do something you did something wrong or so you somebody had to correct you on something and you take that correction and you really think about it and, and and you know realize how yeah maybe i did offend you you know what maybe i did say that or i wasn't really thinking when i did this or that and people will look at you and be like you know what i like how you accepted that i like how you you know you didn't get angry with me you took your time and you really thought about it. And a lot of times the outcome will be so much different. And I think also what it is, is people don't like rejection. People don't like to apologize because they scared that you're not going to accept it. So they're going to look stupid. I don't care if you don't accept my apology because after I apologize, that's all I owe you. And I know if my apology was sincere or not. So if I apologize and you don't accept it, well, baby, that's on you. Just be genuine and sincere. If you didn't mean to hurt that person, okay, that's fine. You know, parents need to need to think about that. Just because you're the adult and just because you are grown and you are older, you are not right all the time. Your actions are not always right. And stop being scared and, be, and stop being above reproach. Because caring about somebody and loving somebody and the relationship that you have with somebody is more important than you being offended. It's more important because how are you going to get mad because you made me sad? How are you going to get mad because you hurt my feelings? How do you get mad at that? It's your fault to begin with. Think about what you say before you say it. And we all have that problem. I'm not going to say we all, but most of us have that problem of not thinking first. Take your time and think before you say something because you don't know if it's going to offend them or not. And it's easier to think about what you have to say first before you have to double back and apologize and try to clean up what you said. Because that's that's a lot more difficult. The things you say have meaning and it hurts. Because what you say comes from a place 
It comes from a place inside of you that really feels that way. Do that make sense? Like when your parents say something to you, they don't, they don't understand how it's like, oh, well, you're being so dramatic and you're so sensitive and this and that. No, because what you said comes from somewhere at 12, 12 on the clock. Okay. 12, 12 is crazy, y'all. Like I looked up right after I said that. But it really, it comes from a place where it actually, that you have a feeling, you know, because before you talk, it's a feeling first. It's a feeling and then you put words to it. So whatever it is that you have said to your child or what your parent has said to you or your whoever, you know, it came from somewhere. There was a reason for it. So that means that you feel that way towards me. And to feel that way towards a child or to feel that way towards somebody who really ain't did nothing to you and who's doing something for themselves. Because people have told me, oh, well, you in your room all the time and, you know, that's that's lazy and that's this and that's that and blah, blah, blah. Like, why do you feel like, like, why do you feel that way towards me? I'm not doing anything to hurt you. I'm not doing anything to bother you. I'm literally preserving and protecting myself. So why does that bother you? So, yeah, I done got sidetracked once again, but parents don't understand. They don't, the way that you say stuff, uh-uh. It, it makes people not want to come back to your house and not be around you. Nobody want to go back to a place where their confidence was broken. Nobody want to go back to a place where it feels like you was never wanted there. It, it feels like you never was wanted to be around. Nobody want to go back to a place where all they had to do was watch kids all the time. Because I'm finna hit some of y'all, I'm finna hit some of y'all personally with this shit. Nobody want to go to a, go back to a place where all they did when they was there was watch other people's kids. That's all they did because they was the oldest, so they had to watch everybody. Had to make sure everybody ate. Had to make sure everybody took a bath. Had to make sure everybody went to bed. Make sure everybody up for school. And they a child themselves. Had to make sure the house was clean. Had to make sure everything was done. And didn't get a chance to live their own life as a kid. Who want to live like that? Who wants to go back to a place where that's all the memory that you have? Who want to go back to a place where all the memory that is of them getting, getting raped? Who want to go back to a place where they own family members was touching on them? They own family members was doing things to them and nobody acknowledged it. And nobody took time out to ask questions and really investigate and find out what the fuck was going on. Whether the police was called or not, nobody was held accountable. Who wants to go back to a place where nobody fucking believed you that some bullshit was going on within within that household and nobody gave a fuck? Who want to go back there? Who want to go back to a place where they constantly getting their ass beat? Who want to go back to a place where their daddy was beating them like, like they was a grown-ass man? And now that these people is old, they don't want to take accountability for it. So it's just it's just floating in the air and it can't land nowhere because nobody wants to be accountable for it. And nobody wants to be embarrassed and nobody wants to, to fucking be the one that that caused it. Put the blame where it needs to be placed at. Place the blame where you need to be placed at. This episode is about to shift into some other shit, but place the blame where it needs to be placed at. If your mama did some shit to you, she did it. Okay, give it to her. Let her know she did that. Your dad did something. He needs to know he did that. Whether he accepted or not, he needs to know that he fucking did that to you. And he needs to know how you feel about it because you can't hold on to that. The more you hold on to stuff, 
Everybody else around you is going to suffer. Your relationships, your relationships are going to suffer because of that. You'll never be able to be with somebody and love them correctly because your, your family house, your household, that shit is sitting there with you and you placing the blame and you giving the repercussions to your friends. You giving it to your girlfriend, you giving it to your boyfriend and that shit don't belong to them. It belong to your mama, it belong to your grandma, it belong to your daddy, it belong to your granddaddy. It belonged to your brother. It belonged to whoever the fuck did it. When you date people, you're going to start treating them and expecting out of them what you need to be expecting from the motherfucker who caused the issue. That family house has a lot, a, a lot to do with what is wrong with a lot of us. Your mama and your daddy letting their friends fuck you and touch on you and, and do shit with you when you was a child. Tell them. Tell them that they was wrong for that. Ask them where the fuck they was when that shit was going on. Your mama didn't never come to none of your, she didn't come to none of your games. She didn't come to none of your, um, like you had, you was in choir or something, because I know I was in choir. You You had recitals and you had like, little assemblies and stuff after school and nobody showed up tell them that that's how they how do they make you feel we forget that people forget that as kids you have to show up for that you have to be there for that stuff we remember that tell them how they made you feel when they wasn't there Tell them how it made you feel when every time it was something that you needed to do, they was rushing you. Oh, well, we got we to gotta make sure they do this and do that, but I really don't want to go to this, so y'all need to hurry up. Y'all need to hurry up. You going to buy school clothes, ooh, y'all need to hurry up. You, you need school supplies, y'all need to hurry up. Y'all need to hurry up because I got something I need to do. Why, like, why are you doing that? That kind of stuff is important. These family homes, we got to talk about that. We have to talk about this stuff and stop glazing over it. And yes, I understand you don't want to start mess and you want to keep the peace. And you don't want to make nobody feel bad. And, and everybody just need to have a good time when we get in these family gatherings and stuff, which is great. It's, it's great that we want to enjoy and have a good time. But if you hurting, it needs to be a conversation. So for me, y'all know I always, I always got a story to tell. Me being in my family house, I lost my mother when I was 17 years old. I moved back home to Atlanta. I moved in with my auntie and my cousins, right? At the time, I was very fucked up. I went through three years of depression. I didn't even know you could be depressed that long. I didn't know. The whole time I didn't know I was depressed. I didn't know that I was doing reckless behavior because I felt like nobody loved me, nobody cared about me, and, and, and I didn't belong anywhere. And that's just how I felt. And instead of anybody helping me or anybody really asking me and talking to me, it just became, oh, you always laying around. Oh, you're always not doing nothing. You're not doing anything to better yourself. You're, you know, you just... You, you're unmotivated and you're so this and you're so that. Well, no one ever asked me. 
Did anybody ever ask to put me in therapy? Did anybody ever try to even figure it out? No, they did not. And seeing my little sister, who I call my little sister, who's my little cousin, she would get encouragement. You know, she's my, um, my cousin's daughter. So her grandmother, which is my aunt, would encourage her all the time. She would leave her little notes in her, you know, in her backpack, or she would leave notes on her dresser and in the bathroom and stuff. And they would be like, well, you know, you know, good morning. You know, you're, you're beautiful. You're smart. You're amazing. You know, you got this and you're doing a great job and I'm very proud of you and all that type of stuff. She would just leave her those notes. And I'm like, well, why nobody leaving nothing for me? Like, I don't, I don't have that. I don't have my mother. I don't have anybody telling me that it's going to be okay. I don't have anybody giving me encouragement every day. Not even every day, but like even sometimes. Where was mine at? And so I, I, I held resentment for that. And I felt like I didn't have that support. Yes, did they support me when I went to the military? Absolutely. Did they support me when I said I, I wanted to leave and go to college? Yes, they did. Did they support me when I said I wanted to come back home and move back in the house, which I ended up not moving back in the house. But when I said that, yes, they said I could come home and move back in the house. And if I wanted to right now, if, if I literally called them and said, let me move back in the house, please, they would say, yeah, come on. And I wouldn't have to pay nothing. I might help out with some groceries or something. But that's not the support that I was talking about when I said I didn't feel supported. I said, I said I didn't feel supported when it came to inside. I said I didn't feel supported with my emotions and with my motivation and with the things that I was going to have to do. You know, yeah, it was good job and stuff like that, but it was never, you know, okay, we're proud of you. Or, you know, I know this is going to be hard. Nobody sat down and was like, well, this is going to be hard. You know, this is going to be something that this might be the hardest thing you have to do in your life. This might be the hardest thing you've ever done in your life. But we're here to support you and we got your back. And we're happy for you. And we're going to be there for you. And it was just so much going on at the time. I had I had to take the test. If you know anything about um, enlisting, you take you take your ASVAB test so you can go, right? And you take the test and, and and me, I'm horrible at math, horrible. I cannot stand doing any type of math. <laughs> and so I took the test the first time and I failed because I failed the math portion. And I would go home and I would study. I would study so much because I was so stressed out in that house. And I just felt so unwanted there. Like everything that I did, like, there was a point where I had broke some things by accident and it just, it just felt like it was the end of the world and it was all my fault and people would get so angry and things would just happen. Like my cousin used to steal money from everybody and, and my auntie wouldn't do nothing about it. She would just act like it didn't happen. And if I did something, you know, it was like the worst thing in the world. And I'm like, I understand I'm not y'all child. I understand I'm only a cousin, but it's like, fuck. Can somebody have my back for once? 
So I would study and I would go in my room and I would not come out. I would go to work. I would come home. I would study. I remember I used to work at McDonald's. I used to work six days a week and I would go to work. I would get off. I would go in my room and I would study. On the days I wasn't working, I would just study all day, all day, all day, all day, all day. I remember I quit my McDonald's job and I literally was just upstairs studying all the time. I mean, I didn't come out that room unless I had, you know, for needs. I'll go in the bathroom, come back out, go downstairs, get something to eat, go back in my room. I'm studying, studying, studying. I remember little sis coming to the room. She's like, are you going to take a break? No. Nobody asked me, did I need help? Nobody asked me if I need help. Or could they do flashcards with me? And I remember my auntie being downstairs and she like, man, everybody in this house is a failure. Everybody in this house is just, just dumb. Everybody just dumb motherfuckers. And, you know, my child, my child didn't even, didn't, none of my kids went to college. And one of my kids, all she do is leave and go out of state and she don't have no good job. And my son don't even have no good job. He should have stayed in the military and my daughter this and that, and my grandchild making C's in school, and all Jay do is stay in her room, and it, it was just so much. I'm like, I'm in my room doing what you want me to do. You're literally forcing me to go to the military because you don't think that I want to do anything else, but everything else I told you to do, I told you that I want to do, you didn't support me. You didn't want to support me. It was either this or I was getting out your house. Literally, either you going either you going to the Air Force or you getting out of my house. What? So every single day I was like, okay, that's fine. So I leaned into it. I was like, fuck it. I'm miserable here anyway. I feel like y'all don't want me here anyways. So that's cool. So every single day I was studying. I was on Khanacademy.com. If you need to if you need to pass a test and you not good at math, Khan Academy is a free website. That's he will teach you anything, any type of math you want to know, he'll teach it to you. Any type of math you want to fill out, I mean, fill out. I just read, I just read a message. I'm sorry, y'all. But any type of math you want to do, he'll show you how to do it. And I was watching them videos every day, and and I got one day I passed the test. I went up there and took that test. About a month and a half later, y'all, I passed the test. And I couldn't have been happier. I could not have been happier because that meant that I was getting out that house. I prayed every day. I used to pray every day and every night. Like, Lord, please, please just make it happen for me, please. I know I'm not good at this math stuff, but even if I get the lowest score, even I've, even if I get the minimum score, I just want to pass. Lord, we're not looking for a perfect score. We're looking for a passing score, okay? Please. And that's exactly what I got, a passing score, and I wasn't mad at it. Because I knew that pretty soon I would be packing and I would be leaving here. And I, I always held so much animosity because it was like, how can you push me to want to get out your house and want to do so much other stuff, but not help me do it? How? Y'all, these family homes... You can love your family at a distance, please. You can love your family at a distance. And you can choose not to be around negativity. Everything that you try to bring up or you try to say, they shooting it down. 
They talking bad about it. They telling you how how you ain't gonna be able to do it because oh you I don't know why you trying to go to college because you ain't do good in high school. So it ain't no reason for you to do that. Well, I was a child. Now I have a serious look at what I want to do with my life. You know, please. Why can't you just help me? Why can't somebody just believe in me? Why can't somebody just want to see me do good in what I want? Why can't you, why can't you support me in something that I want? Am I thankful? Yes, I'm thankful that I went to the military. I'm thankful at the end of the day, but I'm talking about at the time. Being in that house, it just, it made me not want to go back, and it made me not want to visit either. So that's why I'm so distant from my family, and I don't talk about things because when you try to talk about stuff, nobody wants to be held accountable and nobody wants the spotlight put on them. So when they ask me about things that I've said and they ask me about stuff and try to confront me about stuff, I don't not say it because I'm scared. I don't say it because I know you're not going to accept what I have to say. You're not going to accept that you hurt my feelings. You're not going to accept that you made me feel that way because for whatever reason, it somehow it's going to affect you more and it's going to upset you that you upset me. So we got to get out these family houses. And this, this will probably be a part two because I'm running out of time. But thank y'all for listening to this episode and I will catch y'all in the very next one.